the final tonight. And the best team in baseball wins it all in 2018. Watchman into the right field. Down the line. A fair ball. Adley will turn first. Head for second. He's going to turn second. Go for third. Watchman into third base standing. An extra base hit. His first hit in the major leagues. Welcome to the... What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode. Sorry, I'm a little nasally. Uh, if I certainly sound nasally, uh, I just got a bit of a stuffy nose. Should be gone in a couple days, though. Uh, but I'm willing to power through today for the Chicago White Sox uh, as we continue our series of, uh, you know, teams and talking about them and what, you know, they're going to do in 2022. And today, we're going to talk about Southsiders, Chicago White Sox, as I already mentioned. So, you already know the drill, merch, email, in the description, so let's just get into it. All right, so we got uh, Brendan kicking us off. Yep, we're going to start with one of the best catchers in the league and star catcher for this team is Yasmani Grandal. Behind the play, Yasmani Grandal had a really good season, um, even though he didn't play a full season. Uh, he only played in 93 games, so I think he was injured. But in those 93 games, he had 279 at-bats, batted 240, 23 home runs, 62 RBIs, zero stolen bases, and OPS of 940. Those sound like good stats for a catcher, especially for someone who played half season. But this is where it gets crazy because his on-base percentage um, was 420. I mean, to have your average 240 and then your on-base percentage 420, that's just insane. He got he walked 87 times. Um, that's his second best of his career. So he's just got a really good eye on the plate. He's just a really solid catcher. And if he played full season, that definitely he could have hit 30 bombs. Um, so great, I think great catcher for them. He's good, def- uh, he's decent defensively, um, and just really good to play. Now let's move on to the uh, first base position. 2020. Uh, MVP for uh, the American League, Jose Abreu. This guy is fantastic. Always goes under the radar uh, in terms of, you know, when you talk about the big names, you don't really mention Jose Abreu. Well, hopefully we can make you realize that he certainly is the guy. He's he's certainly an MVP candidate. 566 at-bats, 86 runs, 148 hits. Excuse me. 30 homers, 117 RBIs, a stolen bag with a 261 average, 351 on base, and an 832 OPS. 
this guy's just so good and people don't talk about him. He really doesn't get the credit he deserves. You really got to throw some respect, respect on Jose Brave because he really is that good and he he truly is that talented. So, Jose Brave, fantastic first baseman for the White Sox to have, even though he is blocking a top former prospect, Andrew Vaughn. So, Jose Brave, just a fantastic player. Uh, and then Vaughn, too. Uh, second base is probably the weakest, we think, the weakest position in his White Sox. Um, just their entire team. And this is going to be Lori Garcia. Lori Garcia, um, he's 30 years old in 2021, 415 at bats. He had 267, five home runs, 54 RBI, six stolen bases, and 711 OPS. I mean, those are not good stats. I feel like the White Sox definitely need to get a new second baseman. We'll talk about it later. Um, because this is not going to work out for them. Lori Garcia should not be an everyday uh, starting second baseman. I'm not sure how he is defensively, but offensively, his numbers are not great. Yeah, he's a big tone of the Russo guy, but just he's not a very good player overall. He's just kind of a utility man for the bench. Uh, now we go to on to shortstop, very exciting position. Uh, Tim Anderson, this guy is just the electric, one of the electric players in baseball. Swagger, bat flips, you name it, this guy will do it. Um, and he had a pretty solid season. He walked it off at the Field of Dreams game, uh, if you remember that game. Uh, but he's just pure swagger, and he looked fly, fly in the, the City Connect jersey as well, which we'll talk about later. He had 527 at-bats, uh, 94 runs, 163 hits. 17 homers, 61 RBIs, 18 stolen bags with a 309 average, 338 on base, and an 807 OPS. This guy, honestly, a pretty stellar season. I mean, the home runs weren't up, but he was certainly hitting for a very good average. He was driving in a lot of runs. He was just being very consistent, putting the bat on the ball. Uh, I think Tim Anderson's just a very fun player to watch, and he's just got all the swag and uh, flame to him that it's it's hard not to miss a guy like Tim Anderson. And on the third base, it's going to be Yuan Mankata. Uh, Yuan Mankata, I feel like this is kind of a down year. Um, 520 at-bats, paid 263, 14 home runs, 61 RBIs, 3 stolen bases, and OPS of, three, of 787. I mean, this is, I feel like, not the Yuan Mankata you're seeing, obviously, in 2019. He had a great year. 2020, you can't really blame him there. It was, wasn't that great. But then 2021, he just wasn't that great either. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe Yuamakata is just not used to. He's 26, though, still young, so he's maybe just going through a little down time and he'll get back next season because White Sox need him too. He's a important part at that corner. I'll move on to uh, the outfield, and we're going to start off here in the left field. Eloy Jimenez, or Jimenez, however you want to pronounce it. Uh, this kid's really something special. Uh, I He was kind of hurt last year, so... It's hard to judge on the sample size, uh, but we know the talent that he has and we know the skill set that he has, so you got to keep an eye out for him. He, and he's only 25 years old, so plenty of room for this kid to grow. He had 213 at-bats, 23 runs, 53 hits, 10 homers, 37 RBIs, no stolen bags with a 249 average, threw it through on base, uh, you know, 740 OPS. Elo Jimenez may not look like a great player at first glance, but he really is something special and with the skills that he has, so could be a generational talent for the White Sox. Now we got their center fielders. It's going to be Luis Robert, Louis Bob. Um, also injured for about half the season. 
uh, actually less than half, but still had a pretty good year in those small sample size and 275 at bats. He batted 338, 13 home runs, 43 RBIs, six stolen bases, opening OPS of 945. I feel like if he definitely was fully healthy last year, I definitely would have had a shot at rookie of the year. Um, unfortunately, he played two little games, but hopefully he's fully healthy now. Can't win rookie of the year anymore, but still, he had a great year last year, and if he just stays healthy, he can be really good. Now we move on to uh, right field for the White Sox. Adam Engel, not as strong as the guys we previously mentioned, but he's okay. I mean, he had 123 at-bats in 2021, 21 runs, 31 hits. Seven homers, 18 RBIs, seven stolen bags, 252 average, 336 on base, and an 832 OPS. I mean, kind of the, the slash line's pretty stellar, but overall, he's just not very strong with the bat. He's definitely more of a defensive outfielder. So I, I think Adam Engel just kind of falls in that category where just kind of need a placeholder. Maybe he gets replaced, maybe he doesn't, but if the White Sox need hitters, Adam Engel is not really that guy that they should look at. Uh, then we're going to want to DH, and this is talking about order Andrew Vong. Um, he is former pro- top, top prospect, um, going into his second year now, um, 2022. So in 470 at-bats, he batted 235, 15 home runs, 48 RBIs, one stolen base, and an OPS 705. Um, those are pretty good stats for a young guy, 23 years old. His first year was last year. Um, I feel like this year definitely gets saw it at Rookie of the Year. Um, definitely going to take over that first base spot when Jose Brady retires because Jose Brady getting old, and this guy's young. He's definitely going to take that spot. Um, yeah, like really good player for them. Uh, Weiss has got a good prospect out of him. So, yeah. Now we move on to the pitching rotation. Uh, and the White Sox have some great pitchers that we're going to mention in, in the rotation and the bullpen. Lance Lynn, we're getting to start off with him. He is the ace of the staff. This guy is fantastic. He is a fantastic pitcher. He's an absolute horse. He will go out there, give you a quality start every single day. Um, 11 and 6 record, 2.69 ERA, 28 games, all of them started, no saves, 157 innings. Uh, 176 strikeouts and 1.07 whip. Rensselaer just so good. He's just like I said, he's a horse. He's just gonna be consistent every single day. Give you like six or seven innings, and he'll be able to give you a quality start no matter what day it is. Lancelin, absolute horse, and you gotta love Lancelin. He is was a fantastic pickup uh, last year from the Rangers. So I'm a big fan of Lancelin uh, on my end. Then we want to second spot. Another good pitcher probably would have been Carlos Rodon, but he is a free agent this season. They're probably not returning to the White Sox. But so right now, the second spot is going to be Lucas Giolito, who had a good year in 2021. Um, in 31 games, he won 11 of them, lost nine. An ERA 3.53, 178.2 innings played, uh, 201 strikeouts, and a WHIP of 1.10. Those are pretty good stats for a second. Maybe most teams are three, but Still, this this guy, really good pitcher, solid guy. Uh, only 27 years old, so he's still maybe going to his prime now. Um, so, really good pitcher, the White Sox, and yeah. Now I move on to the third starter uh, in the White Sox rotation. 
pitcher that I'm a pretty big fan of, Dylan Cease. This guy's pretty good. He's got some really pretty solid stuff and 26 years old, so he's going to have lots of time to grow. He went 13-7 and in 2021, 3.91 ERA, 32 games, all of them started, no saves, 165 innings and 226 strikeouts, 1.25 whip. Dylan Cease has got some talent. Uh, he's going to be on this right White Sox rotation for many years to come. And it'll be very exciting. I think White Sox fans, you can look to this guy. He can move up the ladder in the next few years. If the White Sox are looking to move players and whatnot. But I, I think Dylan Cease is a fantastic pitcher. So he's got the talent. He's got the stuff. I think he could stay in the Chicago uh, and be a really effective pitcher of the White Sox. And their fourth pitcher, guys. Pretty old now, 34-year-old. This is Dallas Ketchell. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce, you know, pronounce it wrong. I'm not really sure. But in 2021, in 32 games, he won nine, lost nine, ERA 5.28, uh, played 162 innings, and struck out 95 batters, and went up 1.53. Not great stats. I feel like they definitely need to get a fourth starter because this guy, he's just really not cutting it. He's getting old, probably going to retire soon, um, and just not performing well. So this guy, I don't think he's going to hold up much longer. Probably going to retire soon, so probably he's look out for a new guy. Last pitcher on the rotation, uh, Ronaldo Lopez. I, he's just kind of like holding the spot of uh, Carlos Rodon on the rotation. I don't think he'll be that. Uh, I don't think he'll be a mainstay, or I don't know. He'll kind of be probably alternating between the bullpen and the starting rotation. It'll be interesting to see how the White Sox fill this fifth hole. Uh, but Ronaldo Lopez went 4-4 four and four in 2021. 3.43 ARA, 20 games, 9 games started, uh, no saves, 57 and two-thirds innings, and 55 strikeouts, 0.95 whip. That whip is amazing, but I don't know. It's like you're. It's either going to be a hit or miss with this guy, I feel like, with only starting about half of the games that he pitched in. Uh, Ronaldo Lopez, kind of shaky, and maybe the White Sox go attack a pitcher or two just to add the depth. I don't know. Maybe this guy could be in the bullpen somewhere, but it'll be interesting to see what they do with Ronaldo Lopez in 2022. Now we move on to the bullpen. This is just an amazing bullpen. We think, at least I think, that this is the best bullpen in baseball, definitely in the American League. It's just so good. So much talent everywhere you look. I'm um, starting off with their closer, American League really pitcher or closer of the year, Liam Hendricks. Such a sick pitcher in 69 games. He won eight, lost three. ERA 2.54 and played in 71 innings. Struck out 113 batters. Level was 0.73. Such good stats. Liam Hendricks so good. Um, he's getting a little old though. Still going strong. He's just could be, he's the ace of this bullpen. Um, yeah, just a really good player. I think might still have to keep him around because he's just so good. Yeah, now we got uh, the second arm in the bullpen. Uh, Craig Kimbrell, uh, he was pretty good. He didn't perform as well as he did with the White Sox when he was with the Cubs. Obviously, when he was with the Cubs, he was a lot better. But Craig Kimbrell still wound up having a pretty good season. Uh, he went 4-5, and 2.26 ERA, 63 games. None of them started. 24 saves, 59 and two-thirds innings, 100 strikeouts, a .91 whip. So maybe he didn't play as well with the, with the, break, with the White Sox down the stretch, but... He has certainly got a lot of good stuff in his repertoire, and he is just such a good. He was such a good pickup by the White Sox from the Cubs 
they were able to nab him, and, and he's part of this, one of the best bullpen in baseball. Uh, he's got some real talent. And, of course, Brendan knows him from his Red Sox days. So, uh, Brendan, I know that you remember him when he was closing out games in that great 2018 season. So, yeah, Craig Kimball, a solid arm for the White Sox. Yeah, I love Craig Kimball. Little guys did a lot of stuff in Boston. They're not there anymore. Um, then we wanted their thirdly pitcher. Still very solid. Most most teams, this is their best closer. This is Kendall Graveman. Had a great year. Uh, split time with two teams and newly picked up by the White Sox in the offseason. But in 2021, he pitched in 50, 53 games. Won five, lost one. And ERA, 1.77. Uh, played, in, played in 56 innings. Sure got 61 batters with a 0.98. Such a good pitcher. Still very solid, even though we're the third pitcher. It just it's so good. But this bullpen's insane. Kendall Grayman, just really good. Doesn't talent doesn't stop this bullpen. Yep, and we also had to give some honorable mentions to Michael Kopech, Aaron Bummer, and Greg Garrett Crochet. Just some very good, hard throwing young arms in that White Sox bullpen, but we could obviously only mention three. But that White Sox bullpen is just so it just has so much depth that we had to mention those guys because they are too good to just be left unnoticed. So, Michael Kopech, Aaron Bummer, Garrett Crochet are honorable mentions. And now, move over to the prospect segment. And the best prospect for the White Sox uh, is actually from this year uh, in the draft, 2021. He was a 22nd overall pick. Uh, Colson Montgomery, this kid, uh, I've heard has some is really good for his uh, frame. He's 20 years old, um, born in 2002. He's 6'4", 205 pounds. Again, like, he has the big frame. He bats left-handed, throws right-handed. And, uh, I already mentioned when he was drafted, first round, 22nd overall pick in 2021 by the Chicago White Sox. Uh, and he's expected to come up in 2025, so he could be coming up sooner or later uh, with the amount of talent he has. Uh, I've just heard some very positive things about him and his agility and, and his talent that he had. Uh, 26 games uh, last year uh, in rookie ball. Uh, he had 94 at-bats, 396 on base, 362 slugging, 16 runs, 27 hits, uh, 7 doubles, no triples, no homers, 7 RBIs, uh, 13 walks and 22 strikeouts, and 287 average. I mean, it's, it's a small sample, and I think next year you can really see him flourish. Um, with the amount of talent that he has, but you know, with this, with these stats, it's kind of harder to tell because it is a bit of a smaller sample size. And I forgot to mention the scouting grades as well. He has a 50 hit tool, 55 power tool, 45 run tool, 55 arm tool, 50 field tool, and overall 50. I think Colson Montgomery's got some real potential. Maybe moves over to third base, um, because of the size and frame. But I think he wants to stick at shortstop. So whatever way uh, he can be most effective, he can go do that. And I think Colson Montgomery is going to be a stud for the Chicago White Sox. Um, yeah, definitely a really good player for them. Now we wanted the jerseys. This one is actually the most of that. Um, probably the most going to be other these six jerseys we're going to rank here. Um, so we're ranking the fourth home away, alternate one, alternate two. Uh, the City Connect jersey and the Field of Dreams jerseys. We think those two definitely deserve a spot, even though they're new jerseys. They're still really good. Um, so, 
Starting off, we'll start to the bottom. You already know what it is. Away jersey. Do it every time. Don't need to explain. Uh, now I'm on to the number five. We got the home jersey. I just don't really feel like the, pinch, the pinstripes. They look good. Uh, I just feel like there's better jerseys up there. Um, so still a solid jersey, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, we got the Field of Dreams jersey, number four. Um, it's a pretty good jersey. It's just a very classic jersey and very simple. But there's a lot of nostalgic behind it, and there's a lot of significance behind it. So, And we definitely felt like the Field of Dreams jersey deserved a spot on here. So, And, and the Field of Dreams game was awesome. I mean, you can't, you cannot not say that the Field of Dreams game wasn't awesome. So, it definitely deserves a spot on here, that jersey. Oh, yeah, that was a really fun game. Now, one to number three. We got the alternate two one. It's like the white, red, and blue one. I think it's just a classic one. It looks really good. Uh, I think I always, I always, um, yeah, I think it's just a really good jersey. Uh, it looks really cool. It's different from other ones that I like. So, yeah, good jersey. Yeah, now we move on to the alternate one. Uh, the black jersey just looks so clean. Uh, looks so good. And it was tough between this one and uh, the one that Brendan just talked about. But I do believe that the black one is better uh, than the classic jersey. So even though they're both, it's kind of a 1A and 1B at the end of the day. But if I had to pick one, I, I, I would pick the black jersey. Now the number one, the one that came out in 2021, the City Connect jersey, the Southside jersey, it just looks so clean. The black, the, they really pulled it off. The pinstripes just kind of flipped the switch. Usually it's a white base with the black lines. This time they flipped it, and it just looks so good. Um, it, I think it's definitely the best City Connect jersey, in my opinion, at least top there with Miami. Um, so, yeah, just a really good jersey overall. And that's going to be the final score for this, an 8 out of 10. A lot really good jerseys uh, the White Sox got. I would definitely rock the Southside jersey, or maybe they feel dream one. Those are a lot, of, a lot of good jerseys here. Oh uh, yeah. Now the free agent. I I personally think, and maybe Brendan does too, that this could be a very sneaky under the radar move for like a one or two year deal. Trevor Story. I think Trevor Story could. You know, you could put him at second. Or short, and you can flip TA as well, Tim Anderson. I think those guys can, you know, whatever way they want to work it out, they can do it. Trevor Story is just so good. I think Trevor Story does have the talent, even though he didn't really show it in 2021. He definitely has the tools there to be a excellent player. Um, and even then, like, in a down season, he had a very solid season. So, Trevor Story, man, if he goes to the south side of Chicago... It's de- it's definitely something you have to keep your eye out for because that could be it could complete an infield of studs and you know with him in that infield that'd be a scary infield to face I would not want to face that so I think Trevor Story could be a very very solid pickup if he were to go to the White Sox depending on if he played uh, second or short which are kind of interchangeable for him. Um yes definitely I think this would be a stinky pick I would agree with that. Uh, I think mean, one problem was is what we saw with their Nolan Arenado. Could he hit out of the course? Nolan Arenado could. The question is, could Trevor Story could could he hit out of there? Um, I think he could. He's a very good, he's a very good baseball player. Definitely would be a good pickup for them, for them, because like I said earlier, second base, 
not very strong. They need a second baseman. This guy could definitely work. Over to Anderson there and put him in short, like you said. Um, so Trevor Story, um, I think it's just definitely this definitely could happen. I definitely could see it. So Trevor Story would be very good in Chicago. Uh, so I think now one of the hopes and expectations. Um, and this is going to be make World Series. I feel like a lot of people thought they were going to make it um, last year, but they got they met the Astros and did not work out. Um, but if they don't make it, I feel like ALCS at the least. They need to do something. They've been good for a couple of years, and they just haven't made it far in the playoffs. Um, so I think at ALCS at least, they're such a good team, so much talent every you look. Um, and yeah. Yeah, I mean, this team is the caliber to be a World Series champion team. And they can put it together. If they can put the right squad together, I think they got a real shot at it. I mean, they got to at least make it to the LCS, getting one step away. I think that should be a very uh, crucial goal. You can easily take a division like the AL Central because the Guardians aren't that good. Tigers are okay. The Royals aren't that good. And the Twins aren't that good. So it's just kind of like you could do that. And you can easily take that division. And if you can do it, you can get by in the ALCS, depending on what team you play. Um, but I think you should win it, whichever team you play, and then get to the ALCS and move, go on to the World Series after that. I think the White Sox are just such a talented squad that they need to aim for the ceiling here. I think this is the time when they need to win now, and it, it'd be very crucial. All right, so that's going to be our episode. Any last thoughts on the Chicago White Sox before we head out? No, I think that's it. Um, so very good team, fun one to do because there's so much talent. Um, so a lot of good players to talk about. So probably one of my favorite ones so far. Um, yeah, I think it's a good one, and I'll see you guys next yeah. week. Yeah, I, I definitely think this is a very fun one because the White Sox are a very fun team. So that's going to be pretty much it for our, our episode. Merch will be in the description of this episode if you want to go cop that. It's awesome. I have a shirt myself, and it's great. So if you want to go snatch up one of those, you can. If you want to send us an email, you can. Again, our email is available. Um, so, yeah, those will both be in the description if you want to check out those. And, uh, yeah, with that, we will see you next time.